But you know what? I thought you were mysterious like my mother until it turned out the mysterious just meant depressed, all right? Hard to reach. I mean, I'm dying here. I don't like going out. You know that I get anxiety when I have to meet people. You know how hard that is. Everything you touch turns to shit! Like King Midas' idiot brother. Jesus. But if you two aren't the biggest pair of fuck-ups I've ever met in my entire life... Hey everyone, and welcome once again to Give Us a Second, a mini-sode series from the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is our 14th edition, and this is part four of 2017 in film. Uh, the conclusion of the series, if anyone was <laughs> yeah getting nervous that this would just Although, go on forever. Uh, I don't know. I think people are okay with it. Although... I don't know. We could kind of maybe fall on our faces in this one. We don't have as much exciting things to talk about. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think people want I think people want to get our take on the Oscars. I think people probably prefer our take to the actual event. Yeah, although uh, people just dropping out of the Oscars party. All right, don't bring that up right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously with everything that's gone down over the last few months, you know, kind of a dark pall over the whole movie industry, justifiably so. We're kind of choosing to celebrate the highlights of the year and kind of, you know, yeah. Not ignore it. Not ignore it. We we acknowledge it, but we're, you know, what can we do? We're just too lowly we're going to do what we always do and just be uh, <laughs> excited for the death montage. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Oscars themselves are pretty unwatchable. I mean, it varies. I thought last year's were, even, you know, the final flub at the end aside, I thought they they went pretty well. Yeah. They're not going to get I mean, much more watchable than they were last year. The flub at the end was a pretty big deal, though. Yeah, but I mean, even like leading up to that. Nothing this year will be as exciting as that. <laughs> Probably not. But what I'm saying is, for a very long, long broadcast, last year's was about as good as it gets, I think. I mean, I was mean, it the greatest ever? I, I, I don't know. I don't remember very many of them. But what I'm saying is, it wasn't amazing to watch but it was about it you're not gonna get much better right it, it, it was fit funny enough and it moved quickly enough i guess well, i mean here's the thing why don't we just get rid of half the production and set design awards and not have them on tv well i've been saying that every year but it's never gonna happen wouldn't so. that make for a more exciting broadcast everyone's in on the actor awards early on that they give and then it's like two hours of just Nonsense that well, no they don't do about. it, they don't care about the viewers, right? They do it for themselves, they want you know, they want to celebrate themselves. They're not, they do, they could care less if people at home find it boring, yeah. That's abund- that's it's that's so been made fun. abundantly clear when we get to uh, uh, witness everyone, you know, act so proud of themselves for how brilliant their work is. Yeah, everybody who's going to be acting so proud of themselves for taking a big stand in the uh, Me Too slash Time's Up movements. Meanwhile, these same people signed a petition to pardon Roman Polanski, you know, five years ago or whatever it was. I mean, it's just a bunch of hypocrites (laughs) 
getting together. Oh, yeah, being hypocritical. The typical Hollywood bullshit. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure we brought it up before. I, this whole thing again, where it's like they're so outraged about who's winning what awards, and it's like, well, who votes? I, I mean, it, it's the people that are part of the, these groups. I don't. <laughs> I will understand. say, it's a recurring theme with Hollywood in general to be directing this outrage at everything outwardly towards us meanwhile it's usually things i don't coming, vote do you get a from, vote it's usually everything coming from within well even like all this like you know uh misogyny sexual harassment whatever stuff rape all this horrible things going on it's like they're tweeting out at, at us and putting on instagram towards us like people at home it's like Hey, we're losers. I mean, we're, we don't. This is your business. <laughs> you clean it up. Right. I mean, what do we have to do about? It? I mean, I can't do anything. We just watch the movies, <laughs> and we don't discriminate against which ones we watch. <laughs> we'll watch any movie. We don't care how bad it is. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> trying to uh, let's try to steer this back in towards the goal at hand. Um, yeah. Parts one through three, we kind of. Let's did a basic recap of all of our favorites. Steer it back towards the opinions that really matter. Ours. Yours in particular. <laughs> That's true. Uh, for this one, we've kind of been teasing it along. This one, as promised, we're going to give our top tens of the year. That's right. I'm limiting my list to ten, Whoa. which Matt still, right up until record, wasn't clear on, apparently, <laughs> even though I said it a million times. Well, and after, let's put a poll out there. We're not going to bore you to death by recounting all of these movies again as that was the point of the previous three parts and then we will jump into uh the main oscar categories and kind of give our thoughts and predictions about that so yeah let's just jump right into it number 10 on my list the shape of water whoa one of the big oscar contenders i will give a spoiler right now my top 10 list does not have a lot of the, the major Oscar contenders in it. So number ten, The Shape of Water. I ended up I've ended up seeing it now twice. You finally saw it. It held up better, pretty decent on the second time around. Unlike, for example, like The Disaster Artist, which I didn't really enjoy as much the second time around. So I, I get that the uh, allegory was a bit heavy handed, but I mean I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, number ten for me. Are we ready to yeah. move on? Okay. Yeah. Personal Shopper. Okay. One of two French films in my top ten. <laughs> uh, pretentious moves of the year. Yeah. Um. What I don't remember which part. Maybe part two. We talked about this. Um. That's possible. Yeah. Just a really cool movie, and hopefully, like, kind of a a launching pad for Kristen Stewart, whose career is very interesting. And based on some of the projects I know she has in the works right now it seems like she's kind of on an, a more inter- interesting trajectory than you would have thought coming out of the the twilight franchise and a bonus perk an immediate criterion collection blu-ray yeah we like the that. rare instances of that occur number nine for me is another uh major oscar candidate i guess <laughs> i know i just said that they didn't make my top 10 but Another one, I guess, would be Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, number nine. I think we talked about that at great length in part three. I don't yeah. really feel like anything else needs to be said on my take on the film and okay, anything else coming out of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number nine for me, Lady Bird. Uh, liked it, didn't love it. 
<laughs> Enough to get into that top ten. Well, though. yeah. I really liked it. How about that? I'll throw that really in front of there. All right. Really liked it. Really didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number eight for me, Ingrid Goes West. Uh, a movie that, honestly, a lot of the things above it in my top ten were things I saw after it. So, to be honest, this would have probably been a lot higher. <laughs> if this was the last point. movie you saw... It's number one. No, there's a couple things I saw before it that are ahead right. of it in the list. But yeah, I mean, it 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 just was it, it was it's an underappreciated gem, and I hope more people check it out. Yeah, and it's streaming on uh, Hulu right now. So yeah, not sure how many of our listeners have access to Hulu, but if you do, check it out. Yes, please, and uh, tweet the show <laughs> at <laughs> Greatest Pod. Right, right. Okay. Uh, number eight for me. Get Out, uh, just a good movie, and we did an episode on it, so really not much more to say here. Okay, so you would say really liked it. Close, just fell short of me loving it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another big uh, Oscar contender, nominated for tons of things. Number seven for me is Personal Shopper, which we already covered. Um, I liked it, I guess, a little bit more than you. Yeah, but... Well, we both liked it. I mean, come on. We like all these movies. Yeah. Uh, number seven for me, I, Tanya. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do we need to have like a little post comment on all these? We we talked about them all. Well, I mean, we're just kind of justifying our own list, I guess. Okay. Um, number six for me, a movie we didn't spend a ton of time on. Uh, I don't think you've seen it yet. Wind River. I have not seen it yet. Although I was watching Sicario the other night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Wind River, uh, there's nothing like too flashy about it. It's just a straightforward, engrossing picture. Yeah, well, there you go. For me, number six, Ingrid Goes West. All right. So we already hit on that. But there. Uh, yeah, I loved Ingrid Goes West. I'll say that. We're at number six, and I'm loving them already. All right, yeah. It was a big year. Number five for me, Netflix's The Meyerowitz Stories, New and Selected. I'm going to be honest, I was scrolling through Netflix just over this long weekend, and I was almost tempted to play it a third time. I was almost ready. Ended up watching the three-hour version of King Kong, directed by Peter Jackson. Instead, not really comparable to Meyerowitz Stories, but you know, (laughs) Uh, it was a consideration. I love the Meyerowitz Stories. Uh, you won't be surprised. This does fall in my top five. Uh, number five for me, though, uh, three billboards outside uh, Ebbing's, Missouri. Now, I I think it's possible that maybe I did like Ingrid Goes West more, but I'm going to stick with my initial list here. <laughs> Let's not overcomplicate right. it right now. Number four for me, Lady Macbeth. Yeah, just uh, not appearing in my top ten, but... Definitely an honorable mention for me, and really uh, just a fun family movie. (laughs) Yeah, this is a movie that's just right up my alley. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, again, that's kind of, it's kind of maybe a harder one for people to track down unless they, you know, go out of their way to find it, I guess. Uh, Hopefully it'll end up streaming somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Number four for me is The Meyerowitz Stories. The Netflix original, uh, <laughs> briefly uh, mentioned by you. Yeah, I, 
as we discussed in, um, I believe, part three for this one, uh, I want, I'm wondering if some of the weird allegations around Dustin Hoffman are kind of what's preventing this from gaining more traction, or if it's just like too niche and people aren't, it's not, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, for me personally, Noah Baumbach is kind of hit or miss. Yeah, I think this is his best movie in quite a while. Yeah, I would say that this is better than a lot of his movies that got more traction. Yeah, uh, including Francis Ha, by the way. Yeah, and I like Francis Ha. I would say it's at least as good as The Squid and the Whale, if not better. Yeah. And those are like his biggest ones, probably in terms of mainstream success. You know, it's de- I-, I think it's definitely better than Greenberg. Um, yeah. And uh, While We're Young, was that? Yeah, I didn't see that one. This I mean, is, this is better than that. He, yeah, I mean, for me, some of his movies are, are great and some are kind of take it or leave it. For for me, this one was hilarious. I, I oh, wish it was yeah. getting more attention. For me, number three, I, Tanya. Yep. Just I to, don't think I could gush any more about Margot Robbie, her, her performance, or Allison Janney, or, you great know, frankly, Tanya Harding in general. Uh, a story just, that I just love. Great take on an important piece of certainly American history and, <laughs> to a lesser degree, our history. <laughs> yeah. The history of the show. For me... Uh, number three, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. The uh, what do you call it? The two hundred fifty million dollar art house movie. Yeah, I mean I, that's not an original quote, but yeah, I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> well, I cheated, and so number two, I have a tie. Oh no! Phantom Thread tied with Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Whoa! Yeah, that's right. I, I mean. Let's be real. My original list had like 25 movies on it. The fact that I was able to limit myself to 11 for this final discussion is a pretty big step for me. Yeah, that's fine. You always have some... And it was a true tie in the sense that I knew what my number one was, and I just could not decide what my number two was. Yeah. I just couldn't pick between these two movies. I I love them both. So you and I have the same top three. I, I don't know if you want me to reveal... If my number two is going to end up being your number one, so what? 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 Oh, well, okay. Your uh, your number one is Phantom okay. Thread. All right, yeah. My number one is Raw. Your number two is Raw. Yeah, and I mean a movie I'm, that literally no one raw. has seen, or <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is great. I, I I've spoken with one per- person in particular that finds it infuriating that we have a French horror movie. I'd love to know who that is. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know if I would necessarily limit it to the horror label. Right, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, well, I mean, but I you pick, could describe it to somebody that I way. I feel like me picking Raw as number one is Should you call, call it French uh, cannibal movie. <laughs> yeah, I would say me having Raw number one is less infuriating than me having Neon Demon number one for last year. <laughs> well, <laughs> a movie that people. Some people just flat out despised, right. whereas Raw um, got like a good Rotten Tomatoes score at least, and yeah, was well reviewed. Now, certainly just not well uh, seen. The listeners of this show, I don't think, have seen either. So, <laughs> really, no biggie. But honestly, Raw was a great movie. I mean, just an unbelievable in theater experience for me. Uh, memorable. I mean, of all the movies that I I go to see, this one certainly stood out as being unique. 
well done. Everything about it is good to me. Yeah, and what can be said about Phantom Thread that we didn't already touch on? I mean... Paul Thomas Anderson, just one of the best out there. Yeah, just a true uh, artist with another masterpiece. Um, I feel like, despite the fact that Phantom Thread got a lot of Oscar nominations and it was well-reviewed, I just... I do get kind of like frustrated thinking about how ever since there will be blood, it seems like people have kind of slept on his movies since then. And it's just kind of frustrating to think that we're not really fully appreciating one of the best filmmakers of all time in his prime. And I mean, I did see some news story today that said that he's working on a script with his eight-year-old daughter, so that's kind that of can't be good. disturbing. But he's kind of a weird dude. I guess he he was also maybe talking to that Tiffany Haddish about doing a movie with her. I mean, he's all over mm. the map right now. But overall, I mean, if anybody asked me, you know, what my favorite movie of the year was, and it's like, okay, yeah, I understand. I have Phantom Thread as number one. I can always make an argument for that. But if someone conversationally asked me a favorite movie of the year, I'd be like, well, uh, Phantom Thread, Raw, Blade Runner 2049. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I, I could make an argument for any of these being my number one, really. Yeah, well said. Um, <laughs> so that's our list. Uh, as you can see, you know, some big-time Best Picture candidates did not make my top ten, mostly because this year was just unbelievable can you go through what those were my top 10 ladybird get out oh, okay dunkirk yeah. um i ended up seeing the post that wouldn't even be in my top 50 of yeah the year, probably, uh the but. post i did like but it is i mean shocking to me that it's nominated for best picture it's not shocking to me but yeah i know it, uh, it's, it's not, not right. uh, I, I mean i don't know I, it doesn't I, seem to have the merit those kind of things for me and you know, this goes for the um, Churchill movie, Darkest Hour, or whatever, as well, or any number of those types of historical kind of dramas uh, or straightforward, like, biopic kind of things. Just really, like, watching paint dry for me. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. Yeah. I'm not I, interested in that I really in that thought kind with the stuff. Post they'd do a better job of uh, making theater out of it, building the suspense, making it a little more dramatic, but it was a lot... Uh, I guess more uh, dry than I was expecting. Well, and a lot of times with things like that, they by the end of it they come off as very like masturbatory, like you know, self congratulating well, about how yeah. great we are for doing this, and it's like all right, spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> I thought spotlight was a lot better than the post. The friggin' to Boston be Globe. All right, so now that we've shit on the best picture <laughs> candidates, let's get into. Uh, some of the top categories, the more interesting ones, at least for uh, the Oscars. I don't see. Um, I just want to see if I can. Okay, let's start with best original screenplay. One of the more fun awards. For I'm not going to read all the writers' names, but please no. <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, Best original screenplay. The nominees are The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Get Out, The Big Sick, and Lady Bird. I can tell you right now, zero interest in ever seeing The Big Sick. I don't even want to hear anybody tell me how good it is. I don't care. Yeah, that's a fake 
nomination right there. I, I don't care. Please. I'm going to say this one. Ooh, this is a tough category. This is a real tough category. There it, are a lot of liars out there and voting is, for the big six. It's not going to win. That is ridiculous. Um, How do these movies get nominated? Do people vote for the nominations? Yeah. Too? yeah that, all right. That's a th- I mean, there are a lot of Calm liars. Down. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we can't get this emotional about original screenplay. <laughs> I um, really am into the uh, the screenplay awards. They really get it going for me. I'm going to say, I'm going to right off the bat cross out The Shape of Water and The Big Sick. <laughs> Watch, one of those two will win. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Sick will win. I'm going to cross those two out. right out. And I'm going to say the main three candidates are McDonough for Three Billboards, Jordan Peele for Get Out, and Gerwig for Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. I'm going to say Get Out is going to win this. Okay. That's my prediction. Just because I don't think that there's going to be a lot of other wins for Get Out. From a script standpoint, though, I mean, Lady Bird certainly has a lot more writing to it right it's way more dialogue driven yeah i i'm not saying that i think get out is the best i'm right. just saying I understand. Okay, this is yeah. my honestly i w- if i didn't think that three billboards was going to win some acting awards i would say that they would that that would probably win and maybe it will but obviously i don't know but well yeah my prediction is although that you usually do know no, I could I could go on to one of the uh, l- let me give full disclosure. We didn't do any research into this. We didn't oh. go on the odds site and look at what the odds are. We don't care. We're just going by like gut reactions to these. Yeah. And, and we're going to probably be wrong about all of them, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I'm just I'm giving a, a general prediction. I think the best original screenplay out of those choices was probably 3 Billboards because it's the most interesting to me it'd be between get out and three billboards i think get out will win though that's okay. just my prediction all right let's Do you move have on. a different uh i don't really have uh predictions i mean okay I, well this will be a fun i guess i i don't really follow who's won what at the golden globes or anything well the golden globes is not a good indicator indicator of anything um, um okay so let's move on then to because there's a Quite a few we got to get to. Best Supporting Actress, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread, Allison Janney, I, Tanya, Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird, Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. <sighs> I think this is uh, Allison Janney's to lose, I think. Uh, yeah. She's the I, most I don't, likely. I don't pay attention opinion. to this stuff, but it seems like that is generally accepted that she's the favorite i would also accept laurie metcalf for ladybird oh i'm happy you would accept her uh my favorite was probably leslie manville in phantom thread who was hilarious holy shit yeah she was really funny probably one of my hardest laughs in theaters this year was a line (laughs) that she delivered yeah she's great i mean mary j blige was great too i didn't even realize that was her in mudbound i did not see mudbound Octavia Spencer, I don't really understand. That yeah, that's one. kind of a weird. I mean, her uh, performance wasn't anything amazing for me. Yeah, it's strange. Um, best director: Guillermo del Toro for *The Shape of Water*, Jordan Peele for *Get Out*, Greta Gerwig *Lady Bird*, Christopher Nolan for *Dunkirk*, Paul Thomas Anderson for *Phantom Thread*. So, in my mind, the five nominated for best director are like the real five for best film. 
I don't necessarily know if that still holds true, but since there used to be only five nominees for Best Picture, they usually they usually would sync up with Best Director nominees, and then they expanded the Best Picture category to be bigger. And so now you have Best Picture nominees that didn't get Best Director as well. It is a weird logic thing. We talk about it all the time. I don't really understand how, if you're the Best Director, you don't have the Best Movie. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Um, it seems like within you know the last uh, five to ten years that they've been splitting that yeah. off a lot more often. Not necessarily, not like all the time. And but- I will say, I mean, I like it being split it kind of makes it more interesting spreads the peanut butter if you will uh maybe if i like several movies that year it's nice to see some some joy spread across some some different candidates but yeah i think at some point it occurred to the academy voters to start spreading the love around because i remember as a kid you'd have these movies like titanic for example or something that would win a lot of awards or whatever the case may be, whatever the big film of that year was. And they would get like 13 nominations and then they'd end up with like eight Oscars somehow. You know what I mean? And that doesn't seem to happen nearly as much these days. The only reason I say this is just based off of like a lot of the other awards ceremonies that are, that have been held in the last few months. I think Guillermo del Toro will win for the shape of water. It seems like that's where the momentum is. I don't think that was the best directed film. No, I mean for me. But I think that's probably what will it's win. It's hard to argue against Paul Thomas Anderson and Christopher Nolan. Uh, even though I didn't have Dunkirk in my top ten, really liked it. And it's, it's just again we talk about it all the time. No one is making movies on the level that Christopher Nolan is. Yeah, um, I would say Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread was the best directed movie I saw probably of the year. And it's cool that he was at least nominated because, you know, Phantom Thread didn't come out till way late in the game and it didn't seem to have any momentum and at least got a fair amount of Oscar nominations. Um, but what can you do? So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Del Toro as my prediction. And like I said, that's really only based a lot of these are only based on what's been happening thus far because, I mean, who who the hell would be able to tell? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I, I really only ever know every year you just kind of make me go through what the listeners and, are going through right now where you <laughs> just say... Just sheer boredom. <laughs> like, yeah, holy shit. Kind of say, well, that's my pick. I mean, that's... Uh, that's where every, what everything's pointing to right now. And I'd be like, okay, great. I don't know what everything is, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know, I I I read a lot. Yeah, you've I got guess. your ear to the street. So let's jump over to best supporting actor. We have Sam Rockwell and Woody Harrelson both for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, Richard what Jenkins for The Shape of Water. I don't know about this uh Willem Dafoe. Florida Project was a very well-reviewed film that went way under the radar okay I think it probably yeah. only played in like maybe squirrel hill around here maybe oh wow Lowe's. the manor um it's actually out on blu-ray either now or like next week um okay i didn't see we'll it put but that on it the, got really uh, well reviewed i i don't know it didn't really sound like something i'd be super into but um hold on sorry is it best supporting actor? yeah if willem dafoe wins best supporting actor this is a exciting year in film 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think he will. No, Christopher Plummer obviously nominated just as a fuck you to Kevin Spacey. Yeah, what is that about? Really? I mean, t- this that was a completely forgettable performance for me. They love to nominate old people. Okay, in these yeah. supporting categories, they they do it all the time. And I think what's interesting about the Oscars is a there there'll be at least one surprise win that nobody predicted yeah and there's always a couple of surprise nominations that people are like left scratching their head over i mean i really did not think that that movie was very good what is it for all the money in the world yeah all the money in the world yeah yeah Yeah. it was it was okay that's yeah that's really all i could say about it so there you go the controversy surrounding it because of the kevin spacey thing and then because of the uh, you know the wage differential between Wahlberg and Michelle Williams. I mean th- that that kind of shit overshadowed the movie to the point where the movie itself was so forgettable, and you're just like, I can't believe people are even bothering to talk about yeah. these things anymore because this movie. Who I haven't seen it, but I'm willing to say it right here, right now. Uh, Dakota Johnson, Fifty Shades Freed. Uh, I'm sure a much more dynamic performance than anyone in that movie. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to predict Sam Rockwell because he's won basically everything leading up to this. Uh, that one but seems you and to I be... both kind of agreed that we liked Woody, Woody Harrelson, Harrelson more uh, in yeah, that he, film. Yeah, he made the movie for me, really. I'd be happy with either of those guys winning. And that's why I think that Three Billboards might get shut out of like adapted screenplay or original screenplay because I think they are going to win a few of the acting awards. Yeah. Do you know what time we started recording this? No idea. Okay. Uh, best adapted screenplay. We have Mudbound, The Disaster Artist, Molly's Game, Call Me by Your Name, Molly's Logan. Game. Yes. Wow. Mudbound, The Disaster so Artist, great movies. Molly's Game, Call Me by Your Name, and Logan. I'm going to say Call Me by Your Name because that's the one that's nominated for Best Picture. I have no idea. That's totally unknown to me who would win that. Because the Oscars, unlike a lot of other things, split the adapted and original screenplays, which leads to a, a wild card usually. Murder on the Orient Express, not making no. it. <laughs> uh, best actor, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out, Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel Esquire, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. I think Gary Oldman will win. I don't even think it's much of a discussion. Which I didn't see Darkest Hour. Like I said, I have zero interest in it. But I'm happy because I, I've always liked Gary Oldman. Hey, he's one of the best. I mean, I will say that dude from Get Out, really good. Um, mm-hmm. One of the more memorable lead performances in a movie this year for me. But uh, yeah, hard to argue. I, I don't know how you can ever say Gary Oldman undeserving of best actor. Yeah, I mean, I think Daniel Day-Lewis was great. I think Daniel Kaluuya was great. I didn't see Call Me By Your Name or Roman J. Israel Esquire. I do think that some people were shocked that Denzel Washington got nominated. It's possible he got nominated instead of James Franco because of the allegations against him. Who knows? Um, Best Actress, Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water. That's my pick. (laughs) Meryl Streep, The Post. Francis McDormand, Three Billboards. Margot Robbie. Robbie, Robbie, I, Tanya, and Saoirse Ronan, Lady Bird. All white women. No. <laughs> um, Francis McDormand. Well, we don't th- like that. For three billboards. Uh, I don't think it's really... That one is actually maybe the biggest lock so that far. That Francis McDormand? Yeah. Uh, I don't even... I mean, I I loved Margot Robbie and I, Tanya, 
And obviously, Lady Bird has a lot of momentum, but I I, I just don't see anyone else. I, I don't. I think that'll be the biggest deficit in the voting too. I just don't see anyone even remotely on that level with Frances McDormand. I don't know. I'd love to see a surprise Margot Robbie win. That'd be cool, but I don't think it'll happen. And finally, Best Picture. We have nine nominees this year. They can have anywhere from what five to ten, I guess. Yeah, which is a weird. Rule. It's just based on how many first place votes they get out of all the voters. You have to have a certain percentage to qualify for okay. Best Picture. The Shape of Water, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Three Billboards, Get Out, The Post, Call Me By Your Name, and Lady Bird. I can't believe there would be that many people that the, put The Post as their number one. Yeah, I don't know. And well, I, it might be one of those things where... Is it just because it's got all the anti-trump <laughs> no I, I mean it might be one of those things where if you you might have to rank them and so if you second place f- votes count for a certain amount okay or, uh, who knows yeah i would say that the most momentum leading into the awards like the top candidates would probably be the shape of water and three billboards with slightly behind that maybe get out and ladybird I don't think Three Billboards will win, though, just because Martin McDonough didn't get nominated for Best Director. I think The Shape of Water is a little too weird. I think Lady Bird steals this. I think it would be a, kind of a surprise because it hasn't really won Best Picture, uh, to my knowledge, at anything. But I just that's my gut feeling on it. I don't think anyone's really following my lead with that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what people are saying. I haven't really looked into what other Who people's knows? predictions I are. Know. I really thought that there wasn't a very good chance Moonlight was going to win last year, right? That wasn't like the favorite going in, was it? I don't know. I don't know. I try to stay away from that stuff to 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 give myself like a little bit of intrigue into the night because you know you have to sit through basically a four-hour show i'd like to yeah i don't know it's hard yeah every time we do get best picture it's like you're always so beat down by then i remember when uh the hurt locker i think beat avatar yeah and they had run over of course and i don't know that was just like an awkward finish to the yeah because they had just given best director to Catherine bigelow right and so she was like still on stage and they just ran out and they were like just gonna announce it right now right (laughs) which kind of took some of the suspense out of it because i don't it's like well they obviously must have thought that hurt locker was gonna win yeah i I don't don't know that was one of those things where it was just like anything but avatar yeah um (laughs) i don't know this one this is probably one of the more interesting best picture races that I can remember just because there's nine pretty solid candidates and no clear favorite. Not really. And three billboards when it started winning best picture at a lot of these things leading up to it was kind of a surprise to me. I knew that it had a lot of hype before it came out. I kind of thought that the hype had come and gone and that people liked it, but yeah, were yeah. in love with it. And so it was surprising that it was, that this was the one that was getting, you know, latched onto. I would have thought Lady Bird would have been that movie. But there's been a lot of anti three billboard stuff, right? A little bit. Yeah. And that, that tends to happen. The weird backlash against, you know, the best picture nominees. I will say this. Well, listen, I mean, Greta Gerwig's basically like my girlfriend. So if she, uh wins if her movie wins best picture uh i'm all for it and like uh, you know i didn't really 
call out Ladybird for any of the other categories. And, and like I said, I don't think they want to shut it out completely so it'll win the biggest one. Uh, I don't know. It, a lot of these things we predicted are probably wrong anyway. I will say that this year, be, you know, in a Harvey Weinstein-less world now, it's been interesting. Anything can happen. It's been interesting because I've, I've read so much about all these directors of these movies just going on and on about their love of each other's films and just like, you know, different yeah, interview enough. things like Christopher Nolan going through basically each of the other nominees and talking about how great each one was for different reasons and being so eloquent about it. And, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson gushing about the movies he had seen and like Jordan Peele talking about what a masterpiece Phantom Thread is and it just goes on and on and everybody seems to love everybody and there's a lot more love now than in previous years where things got really kind of nasty about it. So I don't know. I guess this is maybe the kind of world we're living in now. Uh, people don't people want to be overly nice, which is not a bad thing, I guess. Any final thoughts about 2017, about the Oscars, about our lists, anything? No, I mean, I'm a little bit sad to kind of close the book on it. It was just uh, certainly my favorite year in movies in several years. and uh, But, you know, we got to kind of turn it around quick here. We got Annihilation coming out. Or, you know, by the time this is posted, we've already seen it. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 2018... Hopefully we keep it rolling. Kind of looks interesting right off the bat, so hopefully... I don't know. I know it's kind of in vogue and has been for a few years to complain about the state of film, but I think there's good stuff out there. You just got to find it. Some years it's harder to find than others, but it's always there. And 2017 was a lot easier. And, oh, yeah. You know, last year for 2016, we kind of did best and worst of 2016 this year we stayed away from things that we didn't think would be good we i think like if the big sick came out like three years ago i would have been like coming up with some reason why it's like in my top five but this year i didn't even have to see it <laughs> there was there was actually really good movies out yeah i don't know i mean i, I don't want to shit on a movie I, seen, yeah, I know i'm just joking relax people the They're like, what is the big sick? <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for uh, this edition of Give Us a Second. Uh, hope you've enjoyed our four-part series, and uh, thanks for listening. Follow the show on Twitter at Greatest Pod, and uh, keep that feedback coming. I'll stand by you. I'll stand.